Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 21st of March. The Prime Minister is hosing down speculation the Liberal Party's major loss in the South Australian election over the weekend is an indication the Morrison government will lose the upcoming federal race. Labor leader Peter Malinowskis is now the new Premier in a landslide victory after winning at least 25 seats, including Adelaide. But Scott Morrison's not worried, saying the upcoming federal election we fought on national issues. What I know is is that Anthony Albanese is not Peter Malinowskis. Mr Malinowskis has told Channel 10 he is ready to lead. The simple fact is South Australians want a, a better future for our health system. They want to know that when they're in their time of need, they're going to be looked after. And we've got a big job to do in that regard. And it's a task that I'm very much looking forward to addressing as quickly as possible. Overseas now, and Ukraine's president has addressed Israel's parliament overnight, comparing his nation's invasion by Russia to the actions of Nazi Germany, adding, we want to live, but our neighbours want to see us dead. It comes as Russia continues to intensify its attack, with claims the latest target was an art school where hundreds of people were taking shelter in the besieged city of Mariupol. Russia's defence ministry has also confirmed they've fired another hypersonic missile, this time destroying a fuel storage site in western Ukraine where soldiers were sleeping. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky warning the war must end. I think that without negotiations we cannot end this war. So I think that we have to use any format, any chance in order to have a possibility of negotiating, the possibility of talking to Putin. But if these attempts fail, that would mean that that this is a third world war. That audio and translation, thanks to CNN. Meantime, US President Joe Biden will travel to Europe this week to discuss the Russian invasion with world leaders. Back home now, an Australian cricket legend Shane Warne has been farewelled by family and close friends at a private funeral in Victoria. Australian sporting legends and some of our nation's biggest names also attended. Eddie Maguire giving the eulogy, while Sam Newman also paid tribute to his great mate. Just a great look at uh, Shane and uh, the family and his close friends spoke. I don't know how they did it, to be honest, but they held themselves together. That audio from Channel 7 and the State Memorial for Shane Warne at the MCG will be held on the 30th of March. Meantime, Labor colleagues will farewell Senator Kimberley Kitching today at her funeral. The Victorian senator died earlier this month from a suspected heart attack. Since her death, allegations of bullying have emerged from within the ALP. Penny Wong yesterday again denying those claims on Channel 9, but admitting she was insensitive in some of her conversations with Miss Kitching. Did you bully and harass Kimberley Kitching? No, I did not. Did you say to her, well, if you had children, you might understand why there is a climate emergency? Well, they're not precisely the words I said. My motivation in that exchange wasn't to personally attack her. Uh, My motivation was to express the distress that many children feel about climate change. Uh, But what I said was insensitive. 
And finally, in breaking news from overseas, a car has crashed into early morning carnival crowds in Belgium, killing at least six people and injuring dozens more. The car was reportedly being driven at high speed before ploughing into the crowd, with at least 70 people injured, 26 of those in a serious condition. Two suspects are now in police custody, and authorities say at this stage, terrorism was not considered as a motive. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We start in Tasmania and the state's COVID case numbers have dipped for a third straight day as COVID restrictions ease. But the state's Premier is still asking locals to mask up despite them no longer being mandatory in many settings. Our reporter Rachel Burke has the details from Hobart. That's right, Tash. We recorded 1,305 new cases yesterday, a welcome dip from the high numbers we've been seeing. The BA2 variant is the dominant strain in Tasmania. And while we no longer have to wear masks in most settings, Premier Peter Gutwin's encouraging us to pop one on anyway. If you can't socially distance, the mandate um, has been removed in a range of settings. But if you can't socially distance and you're vulnerable, please wear your mask. Meantime, Tassie's top doctors are welcoming the easing of restrictions for elective surgeries at the Royal Hobart Hospital. The Australian Medical Association says it's a good first step from the state government to help those in need, saying close to 60,000 patients are still waiting to see a specialist in the public health system. And to New South Wales now, and the state government has ordered an independent inquiry into the flooding disaster in northern New South Wales. Thousands of residents are still homeless with a multi-billion dollar clean-up bill. Our reporter Kim Bradish has more. Good morning, Tash. It's been revealed former police top boss Mick Fuller and scientist and chair of the Independent Planning Commission, Professor Mary O'Kane, are set to lead the investigation into the devastating floods. The inquiry will look at the preparedness of the state to deal with major flooding events and the gaps in the emergency response that left residents needing to be rescued by private citizens. Government and emergency services response time will go under the microscope, including the decision to call in the Defence Force days after the rivers peaked. A report is due to be presented to the Premier by the end of June before a further response to the government by September 30. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Well, surging house prices have been great for some homeowners. That's if you're not trying to get into the market, but for around 40% of renters, it's increased the financial stress. Yeah, and as a federal election looms, the SMH says the Union of New South Wales research shows that between 61.5% and 76.5% of renters are financially stretched and stressed in the top five New South Wales and Victorian seats. Now, federal Labor has promised to increase the supply of social housing by 30,000 properties over five years if it wins power, while the government will show its housing play in Tuesday week's budget. And Peter, renewed positivity about possible peace talks between Russia and Ukraine has helped see US stocks surge more than 5% last week, and our market is tipped to open strongly as well. That's right. The Nasdaq was even up 8%. Uh, and so over the weekend, the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, called for meaningful peace talks with the Kremlin and stock markets like that. They also think the US central bank boss, Jerome Powell, will charter a sensible course with interest rate rises that won't choke off the strong US economic recovery. Fingers crossed that the markets are right. And hopefully with the ongoing peace talks as well. And cryptocurrencies, Peter, and those who invest in them will face tax office examinations, which could be good and bad news for crypto players. 
Treasurer Josh Frydenberg today will lay out the rules for the tax office to consider how cryptocurrencies are taxed in other countries and how our rules should change to ensure cryptocurrencies are taxed properly. It could be bad for crypto players if it means more tax will be paid, but it could be good as it could give the digital currencies more acceptance, which could be really good for the price. Let's hope so. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. What a way to kick off the week this Monday morning with plenty of drama in the Formula One season opener. Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right, the F1 season opener has just wrapped up and uh, as you said, lots going on. Max Verstappen, of course, the reigning world champion, forced out with just two laps to go. He had an electrical issue. He was vying for a podium finish at that point in time. That allowed everyone basically to go past him. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz finishing one and two for Ferrari. Charles Leclerc wins the Bahrain Grand Prix and it is a one-two finish for the Scuderia. Carlos Sainz comes home in second. Thank you to our friends at Fox there. Lewis Hamilton finished third, while Dan Ricciardo was back in 14th, Tash. And Brett Australia is confident their bowling attack will fire against Pakistan when the third test gets underway this afternoon. Yeah, they've actually opted to name an unchanged 11. There was some talk last week they might uh, mix up the bowling attack, given they were unable to bowl out Pakistan in that second test draw. But they will have another crack at it, and uh, Captain Pat Cummins is confident in his lineup. Everyone's pulled up really well. Yeah, we gave an extra couple of days to, to make sure everyone's come up. Come on, good, but there's no injury worries. Everyone's fresh. Um, well, everyone's freshened up. Yeah, confident with the 11. So the third test underway later this afternoon. The women's side is on fire at the moment. They take on South Africa at the One Day World Cup tomorrow morning. And Brett, massive day in both the AFL and NRL. Yeah, yesterday some big results coming through. The Broncos are 2-2 two and two to start this season, so they're up and about this morning. They beat the Bulldogs last night. The Knights the same. They thrashed the Tigers, so big going on at West Tigers this morning. Another disappointing start to their campaign. In the AFL, Sam Mitchell, his first game in charge of the Hawks, got a win over uh, North Melbourne. And uh, Heath Chapman, a sensational goal line save, uh, gave Fremantle a one-point win over the Crows. The Suns were too good for the Eagles last night as well. The season has begun. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And Lego figurines of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky have sold for nearly $260,000, raising money for those escaping violence in Ukraine. A US toy firm called Citizen Brick created the limited edition mini Zelenskys. The toys selling out in just minutes. All funds raised are going to the charity Direct Relief. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.